Okay, I'm gonna test my voice here and see if I have echo. Okay. Testing, testing. Okay, so I don't have an echo. Okay, yeah, I like. Huh, okay. Alright, let's hopefully. Hopefully, there won't be an issue this time around. Alrighty, well, we are live. We're coming to you for week, officially week one of the anime podcast. Um, the second week, if you're including our preseason, our preseason show. Um, and yeah, we're here to essentially discuss all of the seasonal animes that have come out for spring 2021. Um, yours truly, um... Natsu and I, uh, we have decided to watch every, almost every single anime that came out, spring an spring season anime that has come out, um, watch the first episode specifically, um, for this episode we are only going to be talking for about the first episodes for most of these shows, and that will be what is discussed, but we watch each one of them, gave them a rating out of 10, and yeah, we're here to, you know, just share our initial thoughts yeah uh so we are watching the non-sequels if you didn't catch our podcast last week uh and we're looking at 36 shows but one of the shows is not premiering till three weeks from now and so we yeah. in the past week individually have watched 35 episodes uh the first episodes for each show uh so yeah uh, i think we can get started here Alrighty. So just a recap of the rules for anyone who's new here. Uh, we're watching 35 shows, or we we watched 35 shows, and uh, we actually kind of tweaked the format uh, here. Last week, we mentioned how we were just dropping one at a time um, and potentially uh, not dropping anything for the first three weeks, but then we realized how much episodes there were, and there's already not a lot of episodes that were nice. And so... Uh, instead, we're going to drop four. We're going to drop two each this week, and we're going to drop two each next week. And every week after that, we'll be just dropping two. So today, we're talking about 35 shows, dropping four. And then the week after, we'll have 31 shows, dropping four. And then week three is when uh, Yasuke uh, would be added. And so that's why you'll see instead of going from 27 shows to 25, it goes to 26 because we'll be adding Yasuke. Again, uh, we keep doing this till the last week, uh, week 12, where we have 10 shows left. And we'll see what like the top eight are. Uh, we each have perks available to use any time in the season. Uh, we each have one drop, so we can just drop an additional show that we want to and save a show in case the other person dropped the show that we enjoy. Um, yeah, so we get yeah. essentially one, yeah, one, one, uh, one force drop and one, you know, save uh, from dropping uh, that we each get to use throughout the season. So, yeah. So yeah, as a reminder again, we're not going to be talking about Yasuke until uh, three weeks from now. Uh, so the way we're going to discuss this uh, is uh, we realized last week that if we talked individually about every single episode. We would take three hours, and I don't know if we have the energy to do a three-hour podcast or if you guys have the energy to listen to a three-hour podcast. So we're going to break the, uh, the animes up into a top middle bottom section so the top shows of the week the bottom shows of the week the middle and we're going to focus mostly on the top and bottom we'll go through the mid really quickly okay uh, but we're going to yeah. focus our attention on the top shows and the bottom shows and uh, 
the shows that we are specifically dropping have to be from this bottom tier. So it just can't yeah. be like some rando top because we want to trill. It's just yeah. uh, only the bottom shows. Yeah, essentially, it has to have gotten a bad rating. We can't just, you know, yeah, randomly drop one. Alrighty. So we're going to move into the top 10. Uh, we're, we're sectioning off with the way it works. Uh, we had a lot of ties, and so we initially wanted just to discuss the top eight and bottom eight, uh, but because of ties, it's going to be the top ten and bottom ten. So, so these are the top ten shows uh, right. this week. To I think none of our surprise. Uh, number one is those Snow White notes. Uh, we each I think gave them the highest score. If yes, we're calling yeah. correctly. This was uh, uh, each of us gave it essentially the highest scores that we gave for the entire. Like our entire reviews. Um, keep in mind that technically it is out of ten, but I guess what's more important is the score relative to the rest of them, uh, which is reflected in the rolling average essentially. Um, and so yeah, um, I had a nine that was just way above and beyond what the average score was. Um, Minatsu gave it a seven point five, and that average is out to eight point two five. And this one by a pretty i think this is actually the largest margin one of the largest margins not the largest margins between uh between two, two of them right. yeah so some yeah, yeah i think so yeah so, uh it, yes it's pr pretty large um yeah uh those snow white notes um i remember the trailer being kind of interesting but it didn't show too much um that being said you know um typically I feel like, you know, even even before I start watching the episode, you know, when an anime has a very, shall I say, um, relatively more singular focus that they put the show around and start building elements around it, it tends to have a pretty strong, I guess, shall I say, setup. Um, and I'm not going to lie, this one, this show, man, uh, slice of life, um... And, you know, it's it's almost, shall you say, almost like a prototypical setup of, oh, hey, you know, main character meets some tragedy, has to go find, soul search and find their own meaning. But, man, just from like a, from both like a audio and visual perspective, um, did a lot in one show. And I was honestly just so excited. I still remember this was one of the shows where both of us, essentially told each other man we're having a really hard time not just pressing go next and just watch the next episode just because of yeah yeah and i think the uh op and edu i mean obviously it's music anime but yeah. the open edu were really uh really good this reminds me a lot of kono ototomare which was the song uh the anime that i uh was comparing this to and okay. i think it delivered pretty well mm -hmm. and so yeah they're yeah. starting off really strong at number one yeah, starting off really strong. Um, I'd say for the listeners or the viewers, if you are somebody who enjoys um, the slice of life genre, even to just any degree, if you're looking for something that kind of has more of an emotional component to it, this is definitely uh, a would recommend. Uh, you know, like I said, did a lot in one episode, and obviously, you know, we still have plenty of episodes left and we'll see how it goes but man it started off strong it didn't it didn't feel like it was all over the place like relatively like if you were to map out like the literary elements of what happened sure didn't have that many things that happened but each 
like kind of event or thing that they focused on. I felt like it was really, really well executed. And by the time you kind of get to the episode's climax, like, yeah, it's just such a treat. Amazing, amazing. Yeah, the moment I remembered from this was there's a moment of silence that happened towards the climax yeah. of the show that I thought was used very well. And obviously, yeah. oh, because man. it's a music yeah. anime, they, they, they did that. Uh, mm-hmm. And so it'll be interesting to see where, where the show uh, goes. Yeah, for sure. Definitely super good. Would recommend. All right. Uh, number two, we have Vivi, uh, Floride Eye Song. Uh, I give it a score of seven. You gave it a score of eight. And so it is uh, not tied with anything. It is at second place. Yeah. Um, Does this come as a shocker to you? This did kind of come as a shocker, I guess, just based on the trailers we watched. I know that this was one of the ones we flagged as saying, like, oh, like, it has, like, a pretty nice potential. Yeah. And actually, the way the way I kind of thought it would have really amazing potential was specifically kind of like oh like you know like singing supposed to mean something like mm-hmm. super special but actually it didn't even necessarily take on like a super mystic angle and nope. that being said even though it doesn't have like a mystical element to almost kind of like hard iron in that little you know symbolism and parallels like it ends up just through the story um essentially um you know you have a girl specifically an android girl um who's you know really her primary mission is just that she wants to sing and um that's uh, so let's backtrack there so well obviously to all the viewers and listeners uh (laughs) this podcast is not going to be spoiler free and so if you want to watch the shows or just want to see the ratings just mute and then look at the ratings uh (laughs) but yeah but before you said they had a singular goal it's because uh, part of the plot is androids could not, or AIs and robots couldn't handle uh, multi-functions. And so they're simple machines, and so they only have one goal. And so her programmed one goal is to sing to the audience. Yeah, and it's supposed to be, and it's essentially, it's kind of like a symbolism of, you know, like joy, right? It's to bring joy, right? It's like the mission is to sing to bring joy. And that gets layered very well into actually like a, a pretty interesting setup where she, essentially not to spoil too much of it, she needs to save the world, right? Um, and it really, the story does a pretty good job of aligning this idea that like, you know, humanity and joy are things that are, you know, like they're, 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 they're part of the central, you know, what it means to be a human, right? It's worth what's worth protecting in humans. And that's, like I said, um, you know, it's just the first episode. Um, and so there is, you know, still a lot of story to go. But damn, this was exciting. Um, I think that the premise was set up interestingly enough. And I think the characters and, yeah, um, animation was pretty good too. Yeah. I did want to point out the uh, that intro timer. Did you recognize that the intro timer? I did not recognize this so, intro timer. So, uh, like at the beginning of the show, there's a timer that that occurs when the scientist decides to send, because it's it's like time. There's a time loop involved, right? Where yeah. the researcher puts in information a hundred years back to prevent mm-hmm. this catastrophe. The moment he puts that thing on the top left corner of the screen of the episode, there's a timer and a position tracker. Oh. And there's a time and place where ah. the information gets relayed. And if you're paying attention, the moment it hits that time and coordinate, that's when Vivi gets all the information. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Huh. Well, so I okay, thought that was yeah. a real neat little trick. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think that it does details, I guess, to hop off of that, does details really well. I think that it just through the animations, kind of just through the pacing and all that, it does a pretty good job of kind of immersing you into this, you know, futuristic society. Um, and yeah, I mean, it just feels like a treat. Um, you know, it's definitely, definitely does the job of immersion. Um, I think that once again, like I said, the, the setup of the story ends up being pretty solid. And so there's, you know, just a lot of, a lot of potential. Um, I thought that even for opening, I, I would generally say for, um, specifically for anime openings, I think, and correct me if you if you have a different perspective, but usually, even for a lot of animes that I end up liking, the first episodes end up being kind of, eh, like, it's like, okay, and then it kind of, like, mm -hmm. ramps up and like, kind of gets better, whereas, and, and the only reason I bring that up is because um, if you were to look at Western shows, basically because a lot of shows have to, quote-unquote, earn the pilot, they sometimes just toss all the amazing yeah. juice into the first episode, whereas that's not the case in japan and so yeah, usually mm -hmm, for sure animes i would i would say more often than not um they kind of start off a little bit like eh, like it's okay and like don't get and like so some of the shows that we talk about including some of the shows that didn't end up making to the top 10 still could end up being like amazing shows um you know just kind of you know if as they ramp up i will say this one already started off on like quite an intriguing note and yeah mm -hmm. very very solid Coming in number three uh, is 86 by A1 Pictures. I gave it a 6.5. You gave it a 7. This one was a, this one had a lot of hype uh, going into it, and I think it did pretty well with the hype. Yeah. Um, premise is pretty interesting. Oh, okay. Premise is definitely overused. I think yeah. there's a lot of animes where the central plot is some sort of war, and for yeah. whatever reasons, it's kids that are fighting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's a very almost a little. It's like the. It's, it's a very. It's like Japan's version of like the young adult dystopian future type yeah. of spin. Like yeah, yeah, it happens a lot. Yeah, so it's it's used yeah. a lot, and I feel yeah. like there's a, one of these shows like every other season. But I think. What's nice about this one is that they already like out the gate, ready tells kind of tells you what the the mystery is like about yeah. the eighty six district. So yeah. now that that out's the way, they can kind of explore what's happening here. Yeah, um, I will say that it's you know as per most of these uh, dystopic dystopian uh, shows, you know there's always some sort of central, shall we say like moral quandary that people just kind of mm -hmm. have to like navigate. And I think that with this show. Um, you know, it's not, I, I won't, I won't lie and say that, oh, it's like so unique. I've never thought of it, but I do think that just even, like I said, once again, referring back to the whole first episode thing, even for our first episode, I think that it sets up the premise, interestingly enough, to the point where, like I said, like it shines, it does very well with essentially the prototypical setting and all that. Like, I think it does, mm -hmm. it did a very good job with it. Yeah. And it's animated quite nicely. Yeah. I think. Oh yeah. Uh, if anything, I'd rather like this show. I don't think it does anything spectacular, but there's no obvious signs of bad animation. Like yeah. for me, I look for still shots. I look for those like really weird background characters. Like if they're not in the <laughs> yeah. focus, they're like yeah. weird, weirdly drawn because yeah. they don't have time. Uh, this show, I don't think had that. Yeah, um, did definitely looked very looked very clean, very crisp. Um, it was pretty enjoyable. Yeah. Okay, so starting with this show, we have a humongous tie. So you'll see a lot of number fours. Uh, but the first number four, for and I, I'm just doing this alphabetically so that yes. there's no like bias at all, yeah. is going to be Don't Toy With Me, Miss Nagatoro. 
by Telecom Animation Film. I give it a 5.5. You gave it a 6. So a rolling average of 5.75. What do you think about this show? Yeah. Um, I will. I think that this is... Um, you're going to have to... I'm so bad with remembering show titles. Um, but you're going to have to... What was the show that I was talking about um, last week where, you know, it's like a girl that teases... Oh, uh, don't tease me, uh, Takaki-san. Yeah, so this this one, I it kind of that's that's kind of what I expected going into this. Um, I will say, this one is a little bit more aggressive than that show. A little bit is kind of understated. That being said, though, I do think that with the aggressiveness, it does kind it does balance out some interesting character development setups. Um, I won't say that, you know, like this is just completely void of, you know, kind of, shall I say, even like a little bit of like Japanese edgy tropes and that type of stuff. Like it's not like, it's not super edgy, but at the same time, like I said, it's definitely a little bit aggressive, but I will say that it kind of earns the characters almost, shall I say, like the characters are all really strong, essentially. They're all very aggressive. Um, when I say aggressive, you know, when obviously Miss Nagatoro is really aggressive in her teasing and her toying and I in terms of you know the pro the, the male protagonist is also very aggressively shall I say shy very aggressively you know just like beta for lack of a better way to say it right um but I do think that almost kind of like the the almost the character like like even though the characters are a little bit closer to characterizations I do think that they've balanced kind of enough substance um and kind of almost like showing of like oh like this is why they are the way that they are or slash like um put in a little bit more um motivational things that they can kind of build up and make it almost like essentially they give you enough material to kind of buy into these shall i say extremely vibrant characters um so i will say that originally um i think Tell me if I'm wrong, but I think last week I wasn't like super optimistic on it, and no. I ended up turn yeah, and I ended up turn you know like I said like I do think that the characterization part I I, I actually in my opinion I did kind of like hit that on the nose, but I do think that they did a pretty good job like I said, even though these characters are a little bit over the top, I do think that yeah there's enough in there. To yeah, I think buy. that teasing yeah. is a little bit extra, right? Yeah. I think teasing mm -hmm. to the point yeah. of crying is like do I really like this character anymore? Yeah. Uh, but I do think that the voice acting is great. Yeah. Uh, on both sides, and the animation is quite nice as well. Um, yeah. So we'll see if it's something that makes sense. Like right now, it's yeah. like, okay, how can uh, I forget this senpai? I forget yeah. his actual name. How, like, how can you tolerate her? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. mm -hmm. at the end, they're like, like all chummy with each other. So yeah. we'll see if, if I can still believe that. Yeah. Exactly. Like I said. Like I mean. You know, like, I think, like, you know, on the on the topic of just, like, way too, uh, it's not way too over the top, but they're definitely kind of a little bit approaching the over the top. I don't think that that's necessarily bad, right? You have plenty of movies as very eccentric characters. Um, I think that with this show, what it did surprise me about it was I just felt like there was kind of, like, they did good enough of a job to explore, at least for me, for a first episode, to be like, hmm, that's decent enough. I want to see where it goes. Obviously, no guarantees, yeah. but, yeah. Yeah, we'll see how they deal with pacing because i don't want you know just this teasing back and forth for every episode there has to be some sort yeah. of uh some growth so i think like episode yeah. two and three sure get away with it but by episode four i'm hoping yeah. to see some growth in their relationship yeah for sure Alrighty. all right so number four as well farewell my dear kramer same scores across the board uh yeah. this show uh 
I mean, I, I'm a big fan of Slice of Life and okay. so forth. Uh, I quite like the show. Mm -hmm. uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, it's a great way to introduce a lot of the characters. And if you look at the poster, right, you see like just a lot of characters. And I think that's yeah. the hard part, uh, balancing mm -hmm. uh, each character's story. Mm -hmm. um, but in terms of like the personalities and the differences, I think they nailed it pretty well. Yeah, um, I will say, you know, um, once again, going to repeat this very often as kind of a disclaimer. I'm usually the type of person that doesn't really like sports animes for two reasons. Number one, um, usually they're kind of immersion breaking if I happen to be like an avid viewer of set sport. Um, with this one, I will say it's pretty, there isn't anything too crazy going on. Like the, like the stuff that they're talking about makes sense essentially for middle school girls. Like it's like, oh, like that's the type of athleticism they have. This is probably the stuff they focus on. These are the type of things they get. All, it's all like pretty realistic. Like, um, and so there isn't anything immersion breaking about it. Secondly, um, I will say that, you know, um, to mirror what Manatsu was talking about, I think that sports, even though this is sports animes, and sometimes I feel like the sports aspect of it, if they go too, too deep into kind of like the, shall we say, like, oh, the coolness of what they're pulling off, sometimes it kind of detracts from the characters, and it's just kind of like, oh, look at mm -hmm. how high this, look at, like, how fast this guy is or whatever. But this show does a very good job at least within just with the first episode already has seemingly done a pretty good job at developing kind of like okay this is what drives this character this is you know the kind of the temperaments like the like well i can't say all we don't know this like all the way but like some of what drives a certain character like you know like these are kind of like why they're here and all that type of stuff like i think that they did a very good job at developing the characters um and i think that that's a pretty I haven't watched, I'll admit that I haven't watched a ton of sports animes, but from the sports animes that I've watched, I feel like this one, at least just character development-wise, seemed to do, like, a very good job, and so, yeah. Yeah, uh, I do want to point out, I still don't know, like, uh, yeah. I think one of the mysteries of this show is the title. Yeah. Because uh, I have no idea who Kramer is, and I don't think yeah. they mentioned it for Seth I, Kramer. Yeah, so. I, I don't think so. There is, there is, like, a there is a farewell component. Essentially, the, the show actually starts off with essentially a time i guess i guess so the the show essentially has a scene it starts off with a scene that's like you know 10-ish years after the rest of the show's scenes essentially it's kind of like a here's a something and then they flash back like 10 10 years forward to kind of like how they all became soccer players maybe as something like the farewell has something to do with that like it's kind of like a melodramatic like uh, oh i didn't sequence. realize there's a flashback well it's a it's kind of like no it's so, so like so essentially the opening scene is of when uh, I'm assuming it's the girl in the very middle of the poster when she's an adult playing for the Olympic soccer team, and oh really? Goes, I thought, I thought she uh, becomes a coach. She becomes the coach at the end of the episode. Are you? No, I'm pretty sure. Like I, the I, the ending of the remember the ending of the first episode is that they yeah. got an Olympic play, former Olympic player to be a coach. Uh, oh, is that what it is? Oh, yeah, there's okay, no flashback. <laughs> okay, okay, maybe that's what it was. Okay, well, in that case, we have absolutely no idea yeah, what the farewell no is. Clue. Okay, okay. I um, think we'll see. What, I, and I don't think Kramer, the name, has anything to do with soccer or, like, Japanese not, soccer. Not, for that yeah, matter. at least, yeah, not, not, from, not, from, my, not from my understanding. Um, yeah. I don't remember Kramer being a very 
famous. All right, so number four as well, uh, Full Dive. This ultimate next-gen Full Dive RPG is even shittier than real life. Same scores across the board. And man, was this a surprise. Yeah, Um, I think there was a level of very big skepticism from both of us yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Um, not yesterday, last week, where essentially we're like, okay, like to, to play to this idea of like truly the, the escapism, you know, for... I'm, I'm just, you know, being a little bit crass here, but it's like, you know, for no life users who want to join a different world, like a video game world, yeah. and like, they're trying to be like, oh, yo, like, this is more realistic, yo, and then still include a big bunch of bullshit in there, and they kind of be like, haha, it's so shitty, look at that, haha, yay, Isuke's. That was not what happened, at least in the first oh, episode. It was, in it was <laughs> pretty enjoyable. Yeah, um, I, I will say that, you know, like, it's like, it's shitty things actually kind of happened. Um, and so, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like actually happened. And no, I don't mean like shitty. It's I'm like, oh my gosh, I have too many women following me. I don't know what to do with them. Like I'm talking like, it's like actually unfortunate things happen. And that was a surprise. Um, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. crap. Like, yeah, I, I had, I'll admit that. Yeah. Like I just had very low expectations coming into it. And I thought that it would just kind of be like a, like I said, almost like a weird self justification of the genre, but yeah, um, I think just true to the title, it's interesting in that this is the first one where, like, there has been some real consequences that <laughs> seem like they're not, like, just, like, it's almost, okay, like, I will say for plenty of Yusuke's, even momentous occasions, you as a viewer just know that, like, essentially the MC is shielded from anything super bad actually happening to them, right? Yeah. Whether it's, um, you know, like, uh... Even the Konosuba. Yeah, like, even okay, Konosuba, okay, I'll give that one a little bit of a pass because it's, like, oh, it's supposed to kind of be, like, poking fun with the genre, but even, let's say, like, oh, like, some of the better ones that say, like, oh, like, uh, like, a, I became a slime, uh, mm-hmm. like, that one, or, like, Overlord, like, no matter how bad, like, or, like, you know, how, like, crazy of something that happens, like, you just know when you're watching, like, Psh, nothing's gonna happen, it's whatever. Yeah. This, this is the first show that's giving me a vibe where it's just, like, oh, like, actions have consequences and just like the title says is like you know like an alternate life with consequences will still have consequences and so yeah yeah like, i want to see if they flip it so like so yeah. one of the more more popular isekais is uh, uh shield hero yeah and so at the beginning he's like you know in a shitty situation and he has a useless shield as a weapon but yeah. then you realize uh, that his shield is like it's one of the biggest cool strongest thing. weapons yeah. So I'm wondering if this is if they're gonna take the same route if like he all of a sudden gets overpowered for yeah. whatever reason or if you know it's just a crappy life just, and I and I think stay. that's you know the charm of this show he's just yeah. in a crappy situation yeah like at the very beginning like he like thinks like you know like it's typical like like I said like it's you know it's season one Sao like Kirito level of bullshit where it's just like oh like you run and you're just like I'm a god like there's literally yeah. none of that here like it's just actually like he's a normal ass dude and some bad things happen and man they have consequences and like yeah and shit, it's yeah. not like it's a full-blown isekai right because yeah. he's in the uh vmo rpg yeah so he's uh, not game. actually so he didn't he doesn't actually like you know get killed and then get sent to like a new realm or whatever like this is still like a vr right um it's just like it's it's a it's a dive rpg um and the reason why it's shittier than real life is because you know he's trying to escape from real life but yeah i mean anyways like i said Definitely 
surpass my expectations. Um, we will see how the show goes. I do think that if they kind of, if they kind of had a nice opening show and then he just becomes, you know, like a god the second episode yeah, and starts to teeter around, it's like yeah, kind of defeats the purpose. But if they do continue on this road of, you know, shall I say, literally no, okay, seeming less plot armor than usual isekais, um, it will be kind of enjoyable um, to mm-hmm. watch. Alright, All right. so next one up, also tied at number 4, is Kori Kima uh, by Nomad. Again, same score across the board. Yeah, um, I will say this one is... Um, I will put out kind of like a, di- a little disclaimer slash a note. This is um, definitely some boundary-erasing stuff. Um, you know, yeah. I, I, I'll just say straight right off the bat, like, not a very SJW show. Um, but I will say that... Even despite, shall I say, almost like the little bit, the, the kind of insult fantasy potential that it sets up like a little bit, even with that going against it, it still ends up being... You, you mentioned that, because I, yeah. I didn't feel any tones of... Well, and, and so that's... that's what, okay, so so like so the, the idea, um, the basic premise, right, is that there's a super rich guy that gets into a situation with a girl, and now he's just madly in love with the girl, and he's like, oh, like, since I'm a Chad therefore you should automatically love me right like that type of like that's kind of like the original that's a very 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 original vibe that's presented in like the first like you know like five to six ish minutes mm-hmm. the show actually does balance it out pretty well because she ends up not being a pushover it's not like it's not like uh shall i say like almost like a soccer level of just like oh like you suck i'm just gonna punch the shit out of you like no i'm saying that like she's actually like 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 emotionally like very resilient um, there's there's like a nice balancing out. Essentially, like there is there ends up being like a bearable balance, even though the dude is like I said, just some kind of like like level of like oh like you know because I'm because I'm good looking and I'm rich, therefore you must worship me like type of thing. Like it does balance it out, and so it ends up like I said, like even though there is some shall I say some lack of boundaries slash you know like uh, potentially a little bit of red flags if you're to look at it from an SJW angle, it still ends up the story still ends up being like decent enough to the point where yeah i mean it made it into our top 10 shows um for a reason i think the animations look really nice the characters even though like i said like some of the some there there was a notable lack of boundaries sometimes but i do think that the characters even with that being said are pretty decently developed just like i guess for the amount of development that you can do within one episode of an anime like it still ended up being decent yeah yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah, so the basic premise here is just he has been a womanizer. He's been able to get all the girls, and then finally finds the one that rejects yeah. him. And I think it's like a it's a premise that a lot of you know other shows use. Yeah, and I think the interactions are pretty funny. Uh, I found it funny. I thought the animations mm-hmm. were good too. Yeah, it's just really weird that the author had to like make her yeah in high school like literally yeah. you could have the same effect with her being in college and it'd still be funny the yeah. age gap would still be funny yeah but it's like essentially the dude is a is a full-blown professional i mean okay even even if you were to account for some you know family nepotism dude has to be like at least be like in his like late 20s right that's kind of like what the show suggests like he's like probably in his late oh, 20s. Really? I, I was thinking okay. like 25 okay. 26 okay. Yeah, but, 25 26 yeah. yeah like so he's like 25 26 ish like he's been in he's been a professional for some time essentially and yeah, the girl's still in high school. And I do think that this is kind of just like a... Um, is It does seem like it's something that Japanese media and especially anime tends to not 
taboo as much as you know us in the like i guess with the western perspective would and so to be fair this type of premise of way older guy and uh high school girl isn't like completely unheard of i will yeah. say though that this this is one of the ones where like it wasn't it's like what manasu said like you could have achieved the exact same effect without it there are some right like there is one show um that i don't know if it, i don't know if it actually made it all the way down to the bottom but like uh uh, let's see but we'll save it for later we'll, yeah, save, it for we'll later. save it for later but like yeah exactly this uh this one doesn't hinge like the whole premise doesn't hinge on her being a high schooler and him being yeah, really a lot older and so yeah like i said like it's it's a little bit it's a little bit kind of like wah, 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 but like i said it's like even despite all of that going into it it still did a pretty good job of telling this story and like yeah 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 uh didn't f- I think when it comes to premises like these, it, it yeah. depends how cringy I feel. Yeah, and, and like, it didn't feel too cringy, at yeah. least compared to like the other episodes. Yeah, like like I said, like there's there's kind of some red flags to be thrown, but it's like like I said, I do think it is a balance of the fact that the girl's strong and once again not necessarily just in like a Sakura like explosive temper strong, but rather like she like has a very you know, like a fleshed out perspective on who she wants to be, what she thinks, like, you know, how she thinks the world should be. And so it ends up balancing out, like, the, shall I say, the over-the-topness of the dude. And so, yeah. Pretty easy. All right. All right. Autopsy. Uh, number four, same scores across the board. I think all the number four here have the same score across the board. Yeah. So yeah, this one uh, was, I mean, mixed expectations because uh, when it comes to animals as main characters is always yeah. iffy but i always yeah. have i have better expectations of it ever since uh b stars was a okay. thing mm-hmm. uh, this show is pretty good i like yeah. the mystery uh the whole like mo- there's a lot of things going i think of all the first episodes this show has the m- like the most plot lines in my yes opinion. like if you were to draw out like okay like literary events and how they could potentially connect to each other slash like just like things in general like if you were to do a map i think this one would have the most complex map just yeah, there's so many out. things. So yeah. there's the corrupt police. Yeah. Uh, there is the MC taking care of a runaway. Yeah. Uh, there is the nurse that is stealing drugs. Yeah. Uh, and that's I think the big three premise right now. And there's yeah. like or, there's a lot of undertones of other things going on too. Yeah. So, uh, not exactly sure what the what the main character. I mean, the main character is the walrus dude in the yeah. middle. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we'll see. This show, I feel like, hinges a lot on not tell, not not telling, yeah. uh, and just showing. Yeah. Um. I will say this one is, in my opinion, out of all the shows we watch, I think has the sharpest dialogue. Um. And yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. And 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 this is very surprising to me because generally speaking, um, and I think that this was um just a little bit of a tangent, but you'll you'll see why I said this. Uh, so when Hugh Laurie's interview for House and House was. A really big show when it was a house md he was surprised that it had a very large international presence because he was like oh like for a show that focuses this much on talking and dialogue and you know kind of like that's kind of like the the feature of the show he was very surprised that it translated that well into <laughs> other languages which is why he was surprised this one is the God. same thing where i was like okay you know it's even though it's in japanese and it's in a language that i don't understand and i have to read the subtitles like I said, the dialogue still ended up being incredibly sharp. Like, I felt like it was one of those things where it's like, oh, like, the dialogue was like, it was like, 
it was very witty. It was sharp. Like it was just very, very well written. Like I think like just the the dialogue, the dialogue allowed a lot of these characters to get a lot of their inner turmoil slash like kind of their viewpoints like just out there with even with like not too many lines. Like I said, like I did definitely have to compliment the writer uh, for mm-hmm. this one. I think the animals I brought up last week where I said like oh like sometimes if an animal you know like an anthropomorphic animal show is done right the idea is that like the animals are really there to make sure that you don't focus too much on shall let's say like oh like this character is super hot or this character is whatever right it kind of like helps you just isolate more on just like the literary elements of it um i will say that yeah i mean with this show like i said once again like it's very vibrant characters like you know very good snappy very sharp dialogue and very vibrant characters um I the only reason this one didn't get like a surge all the way to the top is because it has a decent amount of setup, but we have to kind of see where it goes. That being said, for a first episode, I do think like yeah, from a literary perspective, a very very well done. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I think this one. I think mystery is always a nice drama to yeah. watch because you, as a viewer, don't know what to expect, mm-hmm. and I think it's on them to kind of surprise you. Yeah, for sure. All right, number four, Shadows House. Um, same scores across the board. This one was pretty good. Again, a mystery. Yes. Uh, this, the first episode was really interesting because all it did was explore the dynamic between the relationship of Kate, who is the shadow in the red, and the center, uh, yeah. her uh, doll is what I think they call her, right? Yeah, it's the what, doll. What's her name? Yes. Um, is, wait, uh, she gives her a longer name in the middle of the episode. I forget uh, what it was. Emilico? Uh, is it Emilico? Something like that. It's like Emily, and then they made it even longer because like it was just kind of yeah. like their thing. But yeah. So yeah. So it's interesting to see what what this whole. I don't even know what the premise really is, yeah. right? Because right now what we're given is that she, the do- the human, right, is just there to have facial expressions for the shadows, right? So that they can be according, and this is to quote the main the 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 main character is like oh like to remind us about what it is to be human like to remind us like kind of yeah, like the human yeah. sense of us like and, uh, yeah. and so you just see the relationship of the two with like mundane normal activities and then at the end of the episode yeah. we see another pairing right? another mm-hmm. royal and their human and it doesn't look like a healthy relationship yeah like it looks very like wah 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 um and kind of le- it, it, it ends on an emotional um emotional like i guess like high slash mystery and that's kind of how the episode cuts off it's like you see another couple she sees another you know shadow and then her doll and then it looks nothing like their relationship and so well yeah um i I think that you know for the mystery genre um i think that once again there is just kind of like what we expected last week there is a decent amount of storytelling specifically a kind of like oh like here's the shadow and like these are like literal ones of one and ones of each other um, I haven't actually watched the Jordan Peele movie, uh, like the horror Which one. Where, like, uh, yeah, I think it's one. It's yeah, one where like the, the like the versions, right? Like, so it's like it's yeah, those yeah. type of things where it's like, oh, like you see, like oh, here's this, and then here's like a dark side version. And I do think that those those type of setups end up having making generating a pretty decent amount of like just exploration. And this first episode did hit that mark. I do think that there is like a decent amount of you know the dynamic and all that type of stuff to be there um yeah i i am interested to kind of see where it is going because i do think that the first episode at least does a pretty oh i wouldn't i wouldn't say it's a complete nicely wrapped bow but like it does kind of like 
delve just a lot into these two specific characters and so i'm wondering what are kind of the other elements that'll be tossed in the slight shall we almost say like the slice of life story of the interactions between these two seems to be at least somewhat wrapped up by the end of the first episode and so you know what are they gonna actually do in the future episodes will be kind of yeah because yeah the, the, i mean the entire first episode takes yeah. place in uh kate's bedroom right there's yeah. no exploration mm -hmm. of settings outside yeah. so we don't mm -hmm. know how this society works and i think that's yeah. a poor topic to uncover yeah Alright, again, I think this might be the last one before yes. I may be wrong, mm -hmm. but yeah. it is the Saint's magic power is omnipotent. Mm -hmm. uh, same scores across the board. Um, this one is uh, Isekai. And funny enough, I feel like all the Isekais that we talked about have done generally well. Uh, yeah, which is surprising because um, uh, for those of you, and just to remind everyone, I guess kind of a, my potential biases as we listen, like Isekai is another, Isekais are another one of the genres that I generally have a really big distaste for. Um, whereas just like, oh, I think it's like just bullshit escapism is kind of just like stroking like a very, it's, it's, it's this idea where it's like, oh, like, don't worry. There'll be like a reset button. If you live like a toxic lifestyle, then there's just it's like this crazy new world where like you're literally like a god and all that type of BS. Mm -hmm. So I generally have very little faith when it comes to isekais. That being said, this one, um, we did call this one out um, last week where it looked like the setup of it wasn't like she was just going to be some like crazy battle god, like just like yeah. stomping, like stomp, just curb stomping like the literal existence out of everything. Um, this one has, even in the trailer, shows that it kind of takes the opposite slant opposite slant where she sure she's a she's a saint and her magic is great as the title suggests but it's told from the perspective of somebody who wants to heal people slash has an interest in alchemy and so yeah. it is it is uh even though it is an iskai i do think that the setup of you know it's just not literally her being like a combat person that's just been overtold in anime like you know five thousand times because it's a video game premise right like i think this one um, has fresh enough of a premise to make it interesting. Um, I will say that even though not a crap ton of story de uh, of character development has happened, once again, I think it's a combination of, number one, the characters are still pretty, like, well done. Like, animations are really well done. I do think that the characters are likable in terms of, like, or yeah. okay. even if it's not necessarily likable, like, very understandable and, like, kind of you can buy into kind of, like, why they are the way that they are type of things. Like, I think the show does a pretty good job of selling that. And yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I put here at the end on my mm -hmm. notes here that yeah. I, I don't remember. Do you remember? Yeah. So there's a split second scene at the end. Yes. And I put here that it's a mystery. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, I think it was. Wasn't it something like, oh, like they're not. Sh okay, so he so he reports and it goes like, oh, like, is this because of the saint's power or some shit like that? Like, oh, is she like the saint? And then they go dot dot dot. Like, I'm not sure. Was that the mystery or, would you, would, or was no, there, like there was a, there's a scene like I don't know what the scene is, though, if it's like someone else or so there's some sort of scene that happened at the end for just a split second to okay. throw in a mystery uh, okay. could be like another character or yeah, something yeah okay Fair i just enough. noted it here but i don't i can't recall what the moment was yeah i don't remember either but yeah um like i said it's a pretty refreshing um refreshing perspective yes it is still set in shall we say the prototypical middle earth um yeah. middle earth um set setting that being said though i do think that once again because the mc like i said isn't some sort of combat video game um you know super curb stomper it already the premise in of itself already kind of lends to more interesting angles and yeah i mean yeah. it was like i said the characters are well done enough to the point where you know there's like me as a viewer like i had some investment in it so i'm kind of excited to see where it'll go next
Yeah, I think this wraps up the the top ten, right? Alrighty, so you know well, you've been hearing some pretty decently positive stuff from us, and we are going to go on now to the middle fifteen. Yeah, so these we're gonna just kind of breeze yeah. by. Maybe we can talk about one point. So at yeah. number eleven, Godzilla singular point. I give it a five. You give it a six. Yeah, um, I think that you know we we called out it's it's a Godzilla story at the end of the day. Like you know, like how yeah. how, how good can you make it? I think that um, it does like an okay job. Like I said, like it's it's the the first episode was like, good enough for me to be like, oh, I want to watch what happens next. I think that overall. Like, I think the individual category ratings they gave it were, like, all just very well-rounded down the middle type of stuff. Um, but yeah. yeah, I, I want to say that I wasn't the most excited, so I yeah. think it needs to give me more yeah. wow factor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, and number 11 is Mars Red. Uh, same scores as Godzilla here. Yeah, um, I think I, this... Sorry, go ahead. No, uh, I was going to say, I think this is the same same vein where I want to... Yeah. There's a lot of mystery involved with this one, yeah. uh, and so I want to see... Yeah. Go. Um, I think that they, they went a little bit hard in the over dramatized <laughs> opening and yeah. like it's just like melodramatic as hell. But like I do think that yeah, like yeah, there yeah. is like a decent amount of potential. I mean, yeah, it was it was okay. Don't get me wrong. I was like hella over the top. I was like, jeez, man, like what the hell? But like, yeah, I mean, like I I, I see potential. is kind of the best way to say it. The rest of it just all like seemed pretty pedestrian. Yeah. Yeah, number eleven again. Uh, all these ties are S S S S Xenon. Uh, this time I give it a six and you gave it a five. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, not a lot has happened yet in the episode. Yeah. And so I want to see where it goes. Yeah, I like I I for me personally, I think it was almost a little bit too like anime tropey at the beginning. That being said, I do I can okay, input like this. I've seen enough anime shows where the first character first episode. Uh, the characters seem very really tropey and it still ended up being pretty good, which is why I didn't give it like that bad of a rating. Like I was kind of like, oh, this is like very prototypical. But I do think that like they've done enough with it for me to be like, oh, this is decent. Like it could be good. It could be good. And so yeah, that's kind of yeah. where the rating ended up. Cool. Uh, number eleven again. Uh, Super Cub. Um, very comfy. Yeah, it's very comfy. I will say that this one almost gives me like a little bit of, shall I say, like Miyazaki levels of character reflection and kind of like you're you as a it's like it helps let me let me tell you like this so there's kind of two ways that you can do anime number one which is admittedly kind of almost a more intuitive way is just to literally show like so many things and just kind of like oh i'll take it in and then you figure out okay this is kind of what it's about and then there's a second style specifically for shall we say like character development where they purposely you know there's a lot of pauses there's a lot of saturation of emotional moments where like essentially like they want you as a viewer to almost kind of like okay like here's something we've shown you like a decent amount of it but then they kind of want you to take it they want you to like feel the the like feel the extra parts of it and then use that feeling to kind of like feel fill in the gaps like yeah like this is an incredibly comfy show i will say that like you know, like, there's a lot of, I, I'll be the first to admit, there's a lot of pauses. It's a very slow pace, but I do think that, you know, like, like I said, like, you know, even though there are a lot of, shall I say, moments um, of silence between the clapping to make sure that the clap, you notice the clapping per Miyazaki. Like, yeah, it's like, you know, the, the space between the claps is what makes it claps, right? And I think that this is kind of, this is, like, really characteristic of, like, there wasn't too many things that actually ended up happening. But, yeah, like I said, emotional pauses, um, and just that kind of stuff, like, at least helps you form an opinion on her 
emotional journey. Um, as a little yeah. aside, there is also a decent, I do, I'm, I am maybe a little bit biased about this, but <laughs> I think that the music they ended up picking, there's a lot of classical music in the trailer in the, they use Claire de Lune. Um, and yeah, I was like, oh man, like, I think that, like I said, like, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of like this thing where I think like the pot, once again, it's kind of like the pauses and the pacing and all that type of stuff, like ends up making it pretty enjoyable, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did not like the use of CG in some okay, of the, yes. the artwork. Yeah. Uh, but other than the CG work, I thought the artwork was really uh, yeah. well done. I will, I will say that, like, you know, like using CG for, like, going down, like, a bike path, I'm like, dog, like, it's not that much. Like, you could, you could just draw yeah. that. Like, yeah, uh, I, was like, I was like, yeah. what? This isn't even that much. Like, okay, like, if you're Overlord and you have, like, a thousand goblins, like, okay, sure. Like, that's kind of, that's kind of, you know, like a pain in the ass to, like, draw that many things and, like, animate out a full battlefield. I'm like, she's literally going down a path. Like, you don't have to see that i mean so yeah. i, I kind of uh, had yeah, it yeah i was, I was kind of like what the hell is going on come on guys like it, it's not that bad but yeah um like i said um it's it's the reason it didn't get that much harvest score once again it's just you know it's very prototypical comfy and it doesn't you know even though i do compare it to miyazaki there's nowhere near that level of you know shall i say like oh like epic emotional moments that being said it's also just episode one and so yeah you know yeah. We'll, we'll we'll see where it goes from there but yeah i mean just it's your, it's your, it's your very, it's a very prototypical yet pretty well done example of like a comfy anime. Yeah. Uh, at number eleven, uh, the way of the house husband, JC staff. Uh, this one, the artwork is radically different. Um, and I know Ooh, reading okay. online in comments, yeah, uh, that some people dislike the anime style okay. or the artwork style. Yeah. I generally liked it. I thought yeah. it actually helped in some yeah. of the delivery of the jokes. Yeah. Um, I think that this was this was one of the ones where I had hoped it would pick up some more like Gintama vibes. I will say it didn't quite get to that level, but I'm um, also decent enough. Like I said, like I do think that there is a little bit more, shall I say, like some of the ham-fisted humor. Like it's actually kind of like the like it's it's it gets delivered like pretty soundly. I think just you know audio visually and all that type of stuff. Like as a package, it's almost like you know like because it is like a not so you know the subject matter is a mafia guy a yakuza guy that now is a house husband, house husband so it's, it's yeah. supposed to be kind of like a little bit like ridiculous humor right like absurd humor mm -hmm. and so i yeah. do think that like audio visually it kind of did deliver it pretty well i will say that usually these are the type of shows that i like a lot and i'm not mm -hmm. delivering too much of that and i was a little bit disappointed by that but once again first episode I do think that there's potential. We'll kind of see where it goes. Yeah. So yeah. unfortunately, this uh, this uh, show only has five episodes. Ah. Okay. Well. Yeah, and uh, they already announced the second season. Okay. All right. Well, I guess I guess there's a second season coming, and yeah, we'll, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see where it goes. Um, I think that yeah, once again, it's pretty. Yeah, it's 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 not not something to write home about, but it's also not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so number 16, so now we're, we've uh, passed the second big high. Number 16 yeah. is Burning Kabaddi. Uh, I gave it a 5.5. You gave it a 5. I think this, this is the second show now that I yes. scored it higher than you. Yeah. Uh, so this is a sports anime about the sport Kabaddi, which is a very, mm. uh, I mean, I have never heard of the sport before. Yeah. Essentially, it's like an advanced version of tag, per se. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was nice the way they characterized the main character, mm -hmm. uh, the way he... I mean, the character, the beginning portion was just characterizing him as this guy who knew what he was doing, and he yeah. was like outsmarting everyone. And obviously, he practices 
yeah. as Sash Jenner realizes, like, yeah, I have, I'm full of myself. And yeah. because of that, he has to play the sport. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Outstanding, right? <laughs> um, yeah. The, uh, to give a little bit of context to Minatsu's uh, comment about the scoring, um, once again, we do a rolling average to kind of give you like a more more of a sense of like where this show lands relative to the other ones. The reason the rolling average is useful is because it ends up being that the scores that I gave for the most part, like there's actually I think less than five shows where. Um, Minatsu actually just gave it a straight up higher rating than I did. And so, yeah, for th this is one of the few ones where he, the rating was actually ended up higher. I will say for me personally, I thought that like, this was like literally like, I, I thought that it was just so over the top of just kind of, shall I say like sports tropiness that I was kind of like, eh, like, you know, like, like literally like this, the, the short guy with like the can do attitude and shit like that. The main, yeah, like, it was like, Oh, like, so, yeah, yeah. Like, of course he's bald too. And like, and, um, I will say that I did a little bit of research in Kabaddi such read some of the comments and yeah. the people, the people who are from are the great country of India. Um, I really appreciated that they actually made a show featuring, uh, featuring Kabaddi, uh, uh, featuring Kabaddi, which I'm assuming is an, is, you know, origin, in India slash is popular in India and so that that is interesting um I do think that um when it comes to um sports animes one of the problems is that usually there's not that much you can tell about like a sport before it just you just have to either dump you before usually and this is where you sports animes usually go they just end end up like dumping into some like supernatural deep end bullshit with this story slash this premise because most viewers don't actually know that much about kabaddi obviously besides our besides our indian or indian american viewers um there's a lot of technical things that they can cover and even just the explanation of the technical things end up kind of like tying in with like some of like, you know, the characters like traits and that type of stuff. Whereas let's say for example, in basketball, if you were to be like, Oh man, like he just likes to be like, you know, he likes to have control and therefore he likes to dribble a lot. It's kind of like, okay, all right, sure. Like, why not? Like, it's like le mm -hmm. less interesting. Um, so yeah, yeah, I do think that like having the, having them, the, the medium be a, a sport that not a lot of people know about ends up almost kind of like doing, shall I say a sports anime a favor. Um, and so there is definitely yeah. some potential with this. Yeah. I mean, the intrigue yeah. of it just being a sport that no one knows is because mm -hmm. I, I went to on YouTube to see mm -hmm. a example of a, of a okay. professional match. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did not see a wink of that in the first episode <laughs> okay. it's, yeah it's not, it's yeah, not yeah. like a yeah it's just a practice session yeah right yeah. so yeah. it'll be interesting to see if it actually heads toward that direction because then it gets yeah. really complicated with the rules and stuff yeah uh number 16 as well uh fairy ranmaru yeah i gave it a 5.5 and you gave it a five this one I thought was gonna do really bad, but it's yeah. actually not too bad. Not not yeah. the worst thing in the world. Um, yeah, I, this is this is kind of what I imagined. Okay, the live actions is pretty great. Shaolin soccer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. The um, what you call it? The fairy Ramaru was one of the shows where I was like, oh yeah, this is some. This is what I don't like about the anime industry, where they just like almost hypersexualize the crap out of stuff to the point where mm -hmm. like it's just a blinding light of sexualization and you can see nothing yeah. else um this is what i was afraid of um not to say that the characters aren't gaudy i mean this it's is not. yeah this is this is okay like we have some shows in here where it's like focused on oh like beautiful guys and beautiful girls but and this one definitely doesn't shy away from that but i do think that like almost kind of like in spite of that there's like at least like an okay amount of stuff where it's like okay like I can see this going somewhere. Um, once again, I do I will admit that I kind of have a distaste for, 
you know, shows that are too etchy or I think what the, the opposite of that yaoi, is that correct? Is that the correct term to use? Uh, no, that's, oh, okay. yaoi is the opposite of yuri. Okay, okay. Um, so, I, whatever, like, etchy, like, the etchy vibes. Well, etchy can just be, can be referred oh, okay, to. Okay, okay, okay. So, so, in term. this case, like, yeah, so, like, a, like, the etchiness of it, like, it's still there, but I will say that, like, it didn't end up being as bad. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the, the whole, the whole problem uh, that they had, because the whole idea of Maho Shoujo is, like, yeah, the problem at hand is being symbolized by a bigger battle, which in this case yeah. it did, right? And so yeah. at least they delivered on that front. Plus, yeah. the, I think the, the artwork was gorgeous for this episode. Yeah. All right, Shaman King. Uh, I, so this is uh, also tied, but the scores are a little bit different because I give it a 4.5. Yeah. I, this is, I, think, I think this one had one of the larger differentials um, in terms yeah. of ratings yeah, yeah. that the, the two of us gave. Um, I will say that um i've leaned a little bit on the benefit i kind of gave him the benefit of the doubt when i gave the writing i will say straight up that i didn't enjoy the first episode that much i do think yeah, okay for i i do think for a shonen the fact that um the i guess the mechanic of quote-unquote speaking to the spirits and um i will say that it didn't go like too okay despite the amount of tropiness that was in it I do think that the premise in of itself, I can see it being set up for a little bit more differentiation versus regular shonens, and it wasn't all that bad. I will say that I was just kind of more annoyed than anything. It's kind of like the vibe when I was yes, watching the, the first of, show. Yeah, because because of the the chibi character. <laughs> I don't okay. Like, if you're gonna do a chibi character, like please, like keep the show not serious. Like chibi as a chibi as an art style is supposed to be like ridiculous, right? Like for example, I think what one of the one of the my my personal actually favorite shows is called Naruto SD, where it's just like it's like a it's like a slapstick. Uh, Gintama level parody of the Naruto universe and all the characters are chibi there, right? Like, that's okay. If the show's, like, not supposed to be serious and you have a big bunch of chibis running around, it's like, okay, yeah, like, you're not supposed to take it seriously. Especially, okay, the the, the extra bad part is that you mix it with non-chibi characters and it's just, like, yeah, it's kind of this, this it's thing where it's just, like, yeah, it's, like, it's really, like, it's really jarring for us. It's like, dude, like, what the heck is going on here, man? Like, yeah, I will say that, like, my vibe... This, this, okay, th there will be a show later, which I think you and I both already know in our heads, that, like, has way more of a higher annoying factor, but this one was definitely kind of, like, up there where I was just kind of like, oh, this is kind of annoying, but, yeah. Um, I guess we'll see where it goes, though. Um, still has potential. Like I said, Shonen's generally kind of tropey starts, and, you know, they, they could bloom into something good. Yeah, so number 19, Joran, The Princess of Blood and Snow. I thought this was an interesting show. Uh, I like the action sequences. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. I think where they take it because I don't think there's anything. I, I mean, yeah, I think it's just the art was gorgeous, but there's not much substance. Yeah, there, there really wasn't like a lot of substance. I will say, like, this is kind of like one of those examples where, like, I watched and I was like, damn, that's it's almost like okay, like, if this was a portfolio for animators, like, you did a good job, but like, there isn't too much substance. Now, that being said, though, it is kind of like you're setting up a premise for potentially like more interesting stuff to happen. Technically, at the very, very, very last second before it cuts to like the end, there is like an interesting, you know, thing that happens. And so it's like, yeah. so you're so you're like, huh, like, huh, I kind of want to watch it. Um, you know, I I think I personally think that it seems like what little substance was there seemed like it was like incredibly melodramatic. But, um, we'll yeah. see, we'll see. Yeah, like, um. Uh, Seven Nights Revolution Hero Successor. We both gave it a five. Yeah. Uh, I had low expectations for this one, 
Yeah, uh, but no, not, not not the worst thing in the world. I don't um, think it did anything good, but I don't think it did. Yeah, I, I will say I will say for sure. Like the first, the I will say that the vibe that I got when I ended it was like there wasn't anything spectacular about it. it was like the first yeah i was like it was like how like unspectacular it was was kind of like the first thing that popped into my mind that being said though the art style is still decent i will have to give like to give it like the benefit of the doubt slash like just looking at it from like a from a literary perspective of like how they set it up i do think there's, there's some potential there's some potential for good storytelling oh yeah yeah um and so yeah like i said like you know just pretty down the middle tokyo revengers number 19 uh i think this was cool the whole yeah. time lapse yeah. and i think the the fun part is the ending where he, yeah. he realizes he saves the guy but didn't save the girl so now he has to go i think he has to go back again and try yeah to he has to go it. back yeah um i think it's it's uh let me put it like this i think that it's actually very um it does a pretty good job at exploring emotions um and i think that this show has a benefit of essentially kind of almost like this um we have a term for this in chinese i'm trying to think of the best way to say english okay maybe there isn't necessarily a word but it's like this idea of like looking back and having regrets slash like kind of like wishing that things could be different element because there is a time travel element they get to actually explore this like pretty well essentially you know like a dude who is shall i say more in the middle of society's bell curves in present day right like back in the day he used to be a revenger right like a tokyo little gangster boy and like just being able to see him kind of explore the whole like well shit this is why it used to be like and that aspect because we have a time skip aspect really being able to kind of like delve into the idea of like who i was who i want to become type of thing and like mm-hmm. i said like it's it's, it's 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 this term that we have in chinese like that's like very popular but yeah like you know it's essentially this idea of like oh like looking back and kind of like like wish thinking about what could have been type of thing like yeah yeah it does a pretty good job of that all right, number 22, Cessus, the Roman fighter. Uh, this is one of the shows that we both thought w- wasn't going to do well because the trailer CG was horrid. Yeah. And I still believe the CG yeah. was horrid. <laughs> uh, but other than that, I thought this was pleasantly well done in terms of who he is. They already, like, out of the gates told us as yeah. a viewer, oh, his, his skills is in technique and agility. Yeah. That's how he wins. And so just trying to see how that evolves yeah um once again the <laughs> not gonna lie to you guys and girls it the cgi was still really bad but but like surprisingly for a fighting anime the other things ended up doing pretty well like i think like yeah. you know just telling kind of like the story of who he is like characterizing like wh- what what type of person he is what type of person his sensei is um some of the for, for some of you who are like looking at the poster and wondering like you know like who the other people are like some of those characters also been characterized decently i did find it a little bit interesting that they try to paint nero as this nice innocent kid which by almost every account of history does not seem to be the case but i guess yeah. we'll see I, I guess we'll see what happens with that character maybe he eventually yeah, yeah. turns around and like becomes the nero that we all know but yeah uh, i mean he he's okay with the fighting right it's, yeah. it's weird he was I mean, not okay with the fighting but no no okay he's, the, fighting. That, that's the thing where i was just like where it's almost like they try to paint him as like this empathetic character who goes oh it's so horrible that they fight and it's just kind of like well this was not this is like the op- like yeah. nero and empathy was like probably like the most two antithesis things like based on the things we know about him but yeah like that yeah 
interesting. Um, I will say if you almost contradictorily speaking, if you're here to like find some like crazy amazing action sequences, this is not where you're gonna find it. But, <laughs> no, no, yeah, no. yeah, like not at all. Like I thought it was just like absolute horror, like a fight for a fighting show. I was like, dude, like come on, like invest into your animations and stuff like that. Like, but I do think that the things surrounding it end up being pretty de- decent, and we'll kind of see where it goes. Yeah, I think for the sake of time, let's just rush through the last three of this okay. middle. So yeah. let's make a mug too comfy. Yeah. Uh, I like the artwork a lot. Yeah, it's very very comfy. Um yeah, uh I don't I don't think that this will end up being one of those shows where it's like, oh like you'll remember it forever type of stuff. Yeah. But it does like the, but it does do like decent enough of a job and like I said it's comfortable. Oh sorry, yeah. uh, sh- uh I'll say. Uh I'll say good. let me click through that too yeah, quickly. So okay. Backflip is the next yeah. one. This might be on the chopping block next week, in my opinion, because yeah. the CG is just terrible, even worse I, than this. Yeah, um, this this one, like, it once again was one one of the things where it's like, okay, like, the story, okay, for 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 a sports anime, I do think that the story wasn't too bad. Okay, like, the story wasn't too bad. Like, I think that there was actually like a decent amount of substance. That's what I what I I put in my notes is like, oh, like pretty well executed for like. For like a sports anime, I guess maybe my bar for sports anime is just lower for like oh like characters and stuff like that. That being said, it's like once again like if your focus is supposed to be on action, like please for the love of God, like just like get get your stuff together. Like it's like yeah, like it's like the fighter one where it's just like dude, like really, like really now, like yeah, like it's yeah. So and the last one, Pretty Boy Detective Club. This one was interesting because I so I enjoyed it because the uh, animation was beautifully done. Yes. I thought it was gorgeous and the way they talk and the dialogue they use is very reminiscent of like the monogatari series yeah uh but substance wise uh there's still a lot that needs to happen yeah um this is one of the shows where like i like had to admit like my the m's the the j score that i gave it was really low but i still had to admit that like oh like the animation was done really well i think the characters are still done decently and so yeah um definitely on the for me personally i thought it was a little bit like the amount of time they focused on like oh like we are so beautiful and like that type of crap like seemed to me like a little bit like a little bit over the top but it's like i mean like i said like we'll we'll, we'll see where it goes we'll see where it goes Alrighty, bottom 10 welcome to the flame zone uh, yeah, so these are the be... 10 shows that we can choose to drop, and so yeah. we're dropping four at the very least. And so yeah. we'll, we'll still rate or uh, sort them from yeah. high to low, and then we get to choose anywhere in this 10 which one to drop at the end of this podcast. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, be prepared for at least for me. I know for me, I'm going to be very animatedly flaming some of these. Um, so yeah, brace your ears for some abrasive commentary. <laughs> so, Blue Reflection Ray. Uh, rolling average of four point twenty five, number twenty six. Yeah. I think this is your typical. I I thought this was your typical Maho Shoujo. Yeah. Um. Like I I I will say like this one. Okay. This is kind of like the the little sound bite right for the for the recording. Um. This is the only show that I had to watch multiple times. Um. I like genuinely just like didn't know what the shit was going on. I was like, this is kind of like. Like, okay, like, the second time I watched it, I was like, okay, like, I, I kind of see, like, where, like, how this was supposed to link to that or whatever, but I was just like, dude, like, yeah. you, you can't make me, like, have to, like, rewatch it just to, like, try to understand what the heck's going on. I think, like, Miles Shoujo-wise, it's still very typical, like, it's still very prototypical, and so it does nothing special with that, and it's, like, it's just kind of, like, all over the freaking place. I, yeah, I just... Yeah, I think the animation, like, too, was a little bit jarring. Yeah, like, the was... animation was so... I think the animation didn't contribute to the confusion, whereas, like, sometimes I'm just yeah. like, oh, like, what's happening? It's like, oh, I get it. It's like, oh, like, like, supposed to be cool psychedelic colors equals like another dimension yeah. but it's like dude like come on like like once again like uh, like for me personally like 
anime should be like I watch it once and I understand. If I go back again, it's because I want to savor something, not because I want to go back and understand it. It's not like some Christopher Nolan movie or like you know some yeah, like yeah. Steven Spielberg movie. It's like oh look at the details, look at this, it's crazy. It's like no, yeah. like, it shouldn't be like that. Um, that was yeah, <laughs> Reflection Ray was didn't didn't enjoy that one very much. Ah, uh, oh, Hero. Uh, this was the funny enough. I thought this show uh would be high, rated higher than uh Koikimo. Yes. But I enjoyed Koikimo a lot more. Yes. This first episode was so dull and so boring. Yeah, me. like holy crap. Like I I'll just say it like straight up upright, like the red the the, the red flags that I the, the my reaction of like, oh my gosh, there's some red flags, like <laughs> they were there. Okay, don't get me wrong, like they're and they're, they're, like, nothing not, happened, right? Okay, yeah, but nothing happened, but like boy were all the red flags just right there. And like yeah. the fact that like I'll, okay, like just you know, like minor spoilers, like when the dude actually like almost gonna gives like himself a little bit of pause and goes, Well she is really cute. I'm just like, dude, like stop, man. Like what the like, like man, it's just like yeah, like I think like it was just I was it was okay, let me put it like this. There was a lot of red flags that didn't end up getting justified like by like kinda like the stuff that happened. Like for example, right? Like if we're gonna talk about um don't toy with me, right? There's like some red flags that are going on there, but it's like, oh, like the red flags are justified by kind of like some like some of the stuff that's like going on in the story and like it helps like tell something. This is like so yeah. dull. Like it was somehow really dull. Like it had a lot of like just like big like X like F open up FBI moments and it like still wasn't just like it didn't like actually do anything with like said shall I say edgy aspects. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah, it's just it's just some <laughs> yeah. Oof. Uh, I became slimes for 300 years and maxed out my level by Revo Root. Uh, this wasn't too bad. It was just not much content for yeah, me to enjoy. This is, I, I think, when, yeah, like when I was talking about the East Guys, especially, I think, uh, which, which which one was it? Uh, the Saints Magic Province Omnipotent. This is like the polar opposite of it, where it's like literally, like, as tropey as East Guys gets, they are there. I will say that it's not, an, it's not to the point where, like, I'm watching them and literally be like, this is unbearably annoying. Like, but, but it just, like, it's just so plainly tropey that I'm just like, geez, like, you literally could have, like, okay, like, you could have had an AI, like, read East K plot lines and generate this. Like, there was, yeah. like, so, like, yeah, like, it was just absolutely pedestrianly tropey and just average. Nothing of amazing substance happens. There's no, there's just, for lack of a better reason, it's, like, for lack of a better way to say it, it's, like, I almost feel like I can picture what happens in the series and it wouldn't be that far off. And I don't feel like I have a reason to, like, continue to watch because it's just, like, damn. Like, yeah. Just, like, there's there's yeah. nothing, there's nothing about it that want, that compels me to be, like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm really invested in Characters. yeah exactly like whew, like cheese like like i said like it, like bot generated stuff <laughs> okay osamake uh this was so the reason why we're having this podcast on wednesday because this is one of the shows that premiered today yeah uh, uh osamake man is this some i okay so first of all uh the character in the top left is like my my from yes. Bunny Girl Senpai, yes. 0.5. Yeah. Uh, instead of an actress, she's an author. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. And it's... the whole, the whole motive or the plot of like, oh, let's pretend we're dating. I don't know. I just don't buy into that. Like no, that never it's, happened. Uh, it, it's okay. Let, let me put it like this: like the 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 dialogue slash the events of this show, like, and apologies for the brazenness, but here it comes like. 
it's if youth okay the only type of people who would look at this and be like oh damn this is clever are people who have like zero life experience it's like people mm. who like actually like have somewhat lived a life look at this stuff and go this is kind of stupid like like just like okay like for example like just be completely honest like yeah like rewind 30 seconds when Matsu was like i just don't really buy it the premise is kind of dumb like yeah anyone with like any like actual iro experience with you know like the 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 gender they're interested in and kind of like romantic relationships friendships and all that type of stuff yeah. like instantly there's just like it it you get like a psh, I don't really buy it like BS flag thrown down because like if you've lived real life like this isn't how things go this isn't like yeah, yeah and like that like I said like I could almost see how like oh like the manga okay like so let's say like whoever let's say if the mangaka who wrote this was truly like your super prototypical mangaka who just like never left the house like I can see how people who like just have zero life experience would look at this and be like oh dude it's such a clever setup blah blah but it's just like yeah like I said it's just it's so divorced from reality and just kind of like like some of the stuff yeah. that happens for example like I like wrote down one know her it's like oh like the girl gets mad that like people are looking at like a pinup of her it's like okay like what do you think like who do you think girls are it's like girls like it's like okay like girls can be like you know what I, mean? I don't know it's just like little little things like that where it's just like dude like come on like you just like it seems like the person who wrote this like doesn't actually really understand humans like their understanding of humans comes from like animes and like it's just like yeah like i said like the premise and shit like this is really hard to buy into you're just kind of like okay like yeah i'm, I'm always yeah. also in the the camp of the main character doesn't make the decisions it's yeah like why the i mean main character not making any of these decisions oh yeah and this is actually kind of personally a gripe that i sometimes have with eastern media so to speak um there is this kind of there's this kind of thing that i do talk about with people occasionally where i say like oh like the western the western story is the fantasy of the the self making all the difference the eastern story is the fantasy of having the world literally force you into these situations and have things happen to you right as opposed to you making things happen yeah, and this yeah. is like the most prototypical example that we're like the dude is like literally the most passive like actor possible and just like shit's happening to him and it's like oh let's go for this wild ride right it's like very k-drama as yeah. for like the main characters do like fucking goddamn jack shit for like the whole plot and just like shit happens to them it's like yippee let's go for the ride so yeah not very <laughs> there's a lot of flame there <laughs> yeah so number 26 uh the world ends with you the animation uh oh this one was just i think the animation was solid yeah but it was just so boring um yeah this one uh actually just for a little bit of a clarification i think the ratings on here you have to bump them all up by one so uh oh, is it off? or yeah i think this one this one in particular ended up being a little bit off but but i mean uh that being said though it's still it still ended up being like a you know like one of the low scores and it's pretty much for the reasons that we said like okay sure like the animation's not bad like i think with this one particularly the category is like yeah like i gave the animation like a decent decent credit but it's just like ugh. Let me put it like this. It's like, imagine, like, a show... Okay, for, for n number one, I'm not even sure if this show actually sells a toy. I don't think it does. But, like, the vibe of it is just, like, it's so, like, just, like, random... Okay, like, for example, like, okay, you look at Yu-Gi-Oh! Or you look at Pokemon, and there's some ass bullshit that's going on. It's like, oh, the idea is that, like, you're supposed to be selling a cool piece of merchandise. Like, this one felt like there's just so much random... Maybe I'll change. Uh, okay. I just edit. Okay, yeah, there we go. Okay, yeah, um... Oops, that is not what I meant to do. Um, so, yeah, like the um, like there was just so much random ass pull crap, and like I said, like it didn't. See, at least to my knowledge, they're not actually even selling a toy. It just comes off as even like just weirder, where it's just like. Uh, 
it's based off a video game. Okay, so okay, so, so okay, so there's a video game. So I guess like in reverse, like they're basing it on the video game. And if you played the video game, it might not seem that ass poly, but like just like from like a viewer perspective, it's like, dude, what the hell's going on, man? Like it's like nothing real. Okay, somehow like crazy things happen, yet nothing happened. Like weird, yeah, thing, really like, like yeah. And I, I, and there was supposed to be character development, but I didn't feel like it was actually there. I don't think the characters really developed. Yeah, like not too much. It's like, oh, dude, it's so angsty. He has inner rage, and it's like, nope. <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah. The history of Amnesia isn't compelling enough for me to want to watch yeah. this more. Yeah, it's just like, and and okay, I will admit that I do think the animations, from a technical perspective, are also done pretty well. I also just don't personally. It's like a little bit migraine inducing for me to see like this type of animation. This is just a personal sure. thing. Um, I think that the the almost shall I say like the the western cartoon of like using the extremely heavy lines and the shall i say like super cartoonish um proportions at least for the mc and the m like the main character and the main girl like yeah just kind of just, just a little bit a little bit nauseating to me uh, yeah yeah <sighs> yeah to your identity and i think we, we and we discussed about this one so this one yeah. uh had high expectations because i read the manga and okay. boy did the first episode disappoint Holy so crap. if you don't know, if a show is based off of manga, yeah, typically one anime episode will cover about three to five chapters of manga. Yes, yeah, that's this about the regular pacing. episode covered a whopping one chapter. <laughs> yeah, um, it, and I, it, I, 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 I think I kind of understood what they were, what they had. Okay, what the studio had envisioned. When they try to set up the story, when they try to set up the first episode of such, it's supposed to be this like almost like epic wonderment like type of thing, and now it just came off as just like dude, like shitty no, narrator so doesn't shut the hell up, like it's just like just like some random bullshit happening. It's like it's so much like I understand that a narrator can like in some instances if done right evoke a sense of epicness or like you know like shall I say like almost like a level of excitement. Like dude, this just ended up being like a tell thing. It's like oh like instead of showing, you were telling. And just, yeah, like, it's just, like, the amount, like, so little happened in the first episode. Like, contrary to uh, Odd Taxi, this is the one where, like, the, the the plot line for what happens is, like, three arrows. And that's it. Like, I mean, it's just really one. Yeah. I mean, he just, he just left, I mean, right? Yeah, but... like, I mean, I mean, literally, he he leaves and, like, wah, wah, and that's it. Like, it's, like, yeah, like, three arrows is even, like being like extremely generous like yeah it's just it was just so slow like i said like this was one of those things where i just like felt like it was a like, cardinal sin of like oh like you're telling instead of showing all that type of stuff like it's just kind of like ugh, like yeah yeah it was this is very disappointing this was one of the shows i had a really high expectations for and boy for it to last this like to land this far down the list is definitely kind of like a disappointing this, so battle athletes victory restart on the topic um, of disappointment uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, this one was a. I don't think this was like horrible. Okay. But, uh, at the same vein, nothing really happened. Okay. I will say, like, last week when we were talking about the idea that, oh, like, if it's. If, if a show's getting a reboot, right? Like, Hunter Hunter, like, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh. Like, uh, Full Metal Alchemist, like, ah, oh, man, the source, the original thing must have been pretty good. And that's kind of the expectations I was doing. I was like, ah, oh, it must be pretty decent. Man, that, like, absolutely almost nothing happened in it. I felt like it was just also, like, somehow, like, it was, okay, let me put it like this. There are some animes that pull off physicality and, like, have a hyper-focus on physicality that ends up still making sense, like, 
kind of mm-hmm. aids the storytelling, right? Like, there are plenty of shows with, even, shall I dare say, like, a little bit of, like, etchy setups that still end up being, like, you know, like, the etchiness has a purpose. This one, like, had, like, an incredible focus on, like, oh, like, you know, we're people, we have bodies, blah, blah, and all that type of stuff, and, like, yeah. it just did nothing with it at all. And I was just like, what is going on? Like, it just felt like such a snooze fest. Like, yeah. If, if, yeah, if, the first if, episode was pretty yeah. slow. And I was just, if, if Blue Reflection Ray was, like, a show where I was like, damn, I had to rewatch it just to understand what the hell is going on. This is, like, the exact opposite where I was just like, dude, like, please, like, I can watch Hurry this point like, 0.5 times, like, I mean, 2x speed and, like, still feel like I got the same experience. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. Pacing was really weird for this one. Yeah. I, I mean, I haven't watched the original, so I don't know how much of it yeah. has changed. But... Exactly. But I had a little I, bit I, higher I, expectations. I also the whole concept of cosmo queen is like yeah like i said it's just like there's such a big focus on like body and like i said like you can you can like it's in the end no matter what you want to say about it like human bodies are part of the human experience right and like it's a central part and you can make some good storytelling out of it they just did absolutely nothing with it and it's just like i said it's like this almost like this weird the weird vibe you get when you watch like or like okay I'm I'm sure most of you haven't watched this. I haven't watched this either, but like from what I've seen on online, like oh like watching like my ah, what is that like uh like toddlers and tiaras or whatever like the kind of uncomfortableness of just like dude like what like it's just like okay like yeah like a big bunch of focus on like yeah like I said it's just like a, ugh, it just it just felt like really uncomfortable and like wasn't much that was like to be done with it yeah just ugh. yeah all right so the Drag- thing, uh, so uh, yeah dragon okay. ghost house yeah. hunting. Um, earlier in the show, I mentioned there was, there is, a, I think it was when I was, lo- what, when we we're talking about Shaman King, I said that there was a level of persistence of kind of like annoyance that was happening. Um, when, right, when so we said that, like yeah, okay. When, when, when we talk about like actual annoyance, like literally cranked to like migraine inducing levels, this one was that. Yeah. Yeah. I put in my notes here that the protagonist needs to stop whining. I just can't. I, I, I understand, like, it's it's almost, like, supposed to be kind of funny that he's, like, a whiner, but, like, it's mm-hmm. just, like, the timbre of his voice and, like, just, like, the ridiculous list. Like, okay, like, let me, let me put it like this. Uh, really clumsy, can't-do-shit protag. It can still be executed well, but, like, man, like, they took this idea and, like, literally, like, tried to, like, it's almost like they had a contest of, like, let's see how many times we can, like, make this guy just, like, whine and bitch about bullshit, like, and just literally, like. I enjoyed the concept of, like, monsters having to go house hunt. Yes. Like, oh, because I don't, I don't want to, I want, I don't want the human RPG players to kill me. I just want to live in my home. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And so this dragon needs to go house hunting, but man, the was that not a pleasurable experience <laughs> no like he's just like literally like okay like and i'm sure like i'm not i'm not disparaging the voice actor for essentially well, i'm pretty sure just following the notes down like to the to the to the t but like mm-hmm. man it's just like if i wanted to listen to like a whiny a whiny kid just literally just cry and whine the whole time I'd volunteer for like a preschool Montessori program and just like go plant myself there instead of watching it. Anime. Yeah, like, no, Jesus, it's like, bad. Yeah. I'm just like, dude, like what? Like, okay, like it may be funny, like the first two or three times you do it, you do it for like an entire 20 minutes of just like this guy literally crying. I shit you not, like actually crying into the goddamn mic and just like you're listening to this like little, just like, yeah, little bitch. Little like just little bitches whining and crying the whole time. Like I said, like 
if I if I had more of a tolerance for this type of stuff, I'd be like a, you know, like a like a developing like a develop child development like <laughs> like person like Jesus man like this shit is not what I signed up for. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No. All right, Eden Zero. Um, so you had complaints about how it's similar to Fairy Tale, and I came in with a fresh mind because yeah. I have no idea Fairy Tale. Yeah. This was um, also really a big letdown. Characters didn't feel compelling. Uh, the whole premise was kind of meh. Yeah. Uh, animation was kind of meh. Yeah. Um, but let me put it like this. If you came in this with a fresh slate, like Manatsu did, you still end up being go, eh, it's really meh. If you've come from a perspective where you've watched Fairy Tale and realize they've literally carbon copy bullshit and just slammed it over, it's as if, like, okay, like, it's like I've, I'm visually watching characters that look like characters in Fairy Tale. And sure, Fairy Tale wasn't that good at character development, but the fact that it also ran for like fucking 500 chapters or some shit yeah. like that. Like, eventually, like, you did get the character development. And now I have to reverse all the preconceptions of that and be like, oh, this might not actually be the Lucy that I know, or this might not actually be the Happy that I know. This might not be the Natsu that I know. Like, and like, literally, like, like it might not actually be that. And then this one, not, so not only do you have to sit there and like, retroactively constantly fight back this idea of like oh like this is what i think this character should be like they offer nothing in to replace that there's nothing that actually happens with the characters it's super shallow and like yeah it's just like that there's no substitute for what you think is going to happen and yeah i mean even if we were to take away like the the my salt of like you literally slapstick fairy tale and put yeah. them in space and just called it a day like even if you were to put all that stuff aside like just like the fact, okay, let me put it like this. The very first episode ended up pulling up, shall I say, like a really big trump card of kind of like a, ooh, like here's what's actually happening type of thing. And it still didn't like end up like delivering like oh, much I, of I an emotional spin. Well, maybe it's because I watch a lot of anime shows, but yeah. I already knew what was happening. Okay, this is what I'm saying. Like it's supposed to be like a big twist and it still just didn't deliver like anything. Like it's yeah. like, just like the way it was executed. So like it didn't like, it didn't like amount to like anything. And it's supposed to be like a, like a decent twist. It's just like, oh shit. Like, yeah. Yeah. Whereas like, in, uh, since we're comparing to Shaman King, yeah. Shaman King also you kind of knew who the sword yeah. brother was, yeah. but it was still really nice to, to see that. Yeah, happen. like at but least for whatever reason, like, I didn't feel that way about this show. No, it's just like it's it's just so like it's okay. Let me put it like this: unless more likely than not, the quote unquote emotional aspect of what happened there literally has no impact on the rest of the story. That that's that, that yeah. is a kind of yeah. part of it. Is that like literally like it doesn't matter at all. Like, at the very least, like, oh, like, with with the Shaman King, like, oh, the, the fact that, you know, like, he kind of goes out of his way to understand kind of, like, the human struggle of, like, why some people might think that the swordsman and his brother were ridiculous, mm -hmm. but it ends up not being ridiculous in their eyes, and then that eventually plays into the fact that now we're going to see this character more and all that type of stuff. Like, it almost is like, okay, there's, like, kind of some payoff for it. Like, yeah. this one, the twist happens, and, like, it just literally has, like, like I said, like, unless there's something that Elsa ends up happening, but, like, just based on what they want you to, based on, okay, what the story's selling you, it matters literally zilch. It doesn't no, matter at all. No. And so it's just like, yeah, you're just like, okay, sure, whatever. And, like, it yeah, just... Because the, the beginning of the episode, the first thing that establishes that this the main character, I forget his name, uh, has a yeah. relationship with that one robot, Michael. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. Michael turns on him. But it didn't feel like he was really hurt. Yeah. No, like, it's, it's just like... It's like, it's like, oh, like, he wasn't actually that hurt. And then even when you see the big twist of, like, oh, like, yeah, guys, like, we did this, like, to try to get him to finally leave the nest. It's like, 
he never okay like it's like the main character doesn't know that it like doesn't yeah. really matter to him it doesn't like actually contribute to no. it's just like it it's doesn't just, mean anything it's just a way for the show to make him set off on this quest yeah which is the and, real story yeah which is the real story and like this is this is kind of one of those shows where like even though it's quote-unquote canonical plot driving stuff yo my prediction if this show for some reason actually ends up making it mm-hmm. to next week and we keep on watching this this is the type okay. of show this is the type of show where you feel like you're watching a fucking filler episode like just because like just shit like happens yeah. and it like, doesn't matter the characters like rarely there's like rarely any plot development that sticks and i okay to be fair fairy tale also definitely had some of those vibes and like i said only through the credit of it of the manga lasting like a ridiculous amount of time do you finally start to pile up some things but like and so like i guess it is not surprising to me that the guy who i'm pretty sure that the guy who wrote fairy tale was the guy who wrote this like oh, yeah. i'm pretty sure like yeah oh yeah like, yeah so it's sort of so it's like that i'm not i'm not surprised that this mangaka has trouble with like quote-unquote like character development actually sticking and things actually really mattering per se like yeah but, yeah i think what's worse is that this is if I think we're in agreement here that this yeah. is not the worst show this yeah. week. Yeah, this is this is unfortunately uh, that award is honored by another show. Another show called Combatants will be dispatched. Uh, go go back to uh, Eden Zero. Go back to Eden Zero. <laughs> you notice in Eden Zero that we uh that it's tied. Yes. Uh, for thirty-two, you both scored it a four. So there's a show uh two. Two other shows that also shared this score. Yes. Now we go to Combatants Will Be Dispatched, and it is solely the keeper of number 35 with a rolling average score of 2.75. Yes. It, for, for Minatsu, it dropped 1.5 points from the next, from the closest one. For me, it also dropped an entire full point from the next one. Keep in mind, Eden Zero still, in our opinions, very flame worthy, and this one was just so far down the line that. So, so this. Uh, so context: the person who wrote this okay. is the same person who wrote Konosuba. Okay. And you can, I mean, you can see the similarities okay. in terms of the jokes that they go for, and I mean, there's a joke here, right, where he yells "explosion," and he can yeah. do it because he's the writer of Konosuba. Yeah. But I didn't laugh at the jokes as much, and it felt more cringy. Than let me let me put it like this: Konosuba is funny because it pokes, tr- it pokes. Okay. It pokes fun at tropes and enemies, and it calls it okay. It calls it the ridiculous of ridiculousness of it. Number one, just by the fact that it's kind of a little bit hyper hyper done. Which, to be fair, a lot of hyper stuff appears in here. But the the part about Konosuba that ends up making it funny is like essentially, let's say, oh, like you know, um, Kazuma is an incredible pervert. Blah blah. Like the like it ends up having a more down to earth this is what would actually happen in real life result if you were to be this pervy boom that's the actual punchline and that's funny because it's like oh like here's anime ridiculousness and this is why it's ridiculous this one it presents you ridiculousness and then just dwells on it it's like haha like bask in its glory and you're just like dude yeah. what the shit Hell you, didn't no. earn, like, you didn't earn it yeah it's like you didn't number one you didn't earn it and number two like i said like with konosuba like the the punchline is almost always like let's say like oh like he's a super big perv or let's say like oh she's super greedy or something like that like the punchline is that like oh like shit won't happen the way that like typically the the anime trope ends up playing out right and it's almost like this kind of like it's it's like a counter joke of like oh this is what would actually happen or like here's like an alternative spin to the the common trope being the result and that's what makes it funny right for this one it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna just put it out there like literally when you think of the word etchy, like 
and you go into it thinking that it's going to be an etchy show, it ends up being even more etchier. And like I said, it just like you just you're supposed to just stew in it and like yeah. savor it or some shit like that. I'm just like, and dude, like that shouldn't be the crux of your joke either. Yeah, like it's just like it's like okay, like I'm not gonna lie. Okay, if you're watching something to get off, like my guy, just go go to. Go watch your go watch your favorite pornographic thing and just kind of get your, get your business done. Like, this is like, it's like like I said, like I don't think there was any more than two minutes of the show's runtime that didn't get like a crazily etchy moment inserted into it with some sort of like fucking weird ass shit. Like like I said, like it's like it's so. I can almost okay. Like the fact that this is the guy that wrote Konosuba makes me think that he's somewhat aware of the cringiness. But like, the, like I said, like there's just like no punchline, and it's just crazy. Yeah, and he's just like, dude, like Jesus, man, like what is happening? Like, what yeah, is and happening? I think if you're like, wondering yeah. if I was genuinely laughing at the jokes, yeah. like I just didn't find it funny. No, like they're just not funny, right? It's like, oh, there's it. Okay, like this one. Please, for the love of God, don't have this show surviving to next week. And so, like, so there's a sh- there's a joke that he makes where he goes like, oh, like it's called what was what was the the command for the thing like Dick Palace or some shit like that. He goes like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, Dick Palace. I'm just like, I'm just like, dude, like, is this supposed to be? Yeah, like, okay, like he sets a password for this AI and he goes, haha, let's call it Dick Palace. I'm like, is this supposed to be funny or some shit like that? I'm like. Yeah, yeah, I like felt like just like, more like middle school. Yeah, like it just felt like really middle school. It's like, like I said, it's like middle school energy where it's like, oh, dude, like the princesses with big titties, guys. Like, ooh, like literally yeah. princesses with big titties was like supposed to be the joke for like the first like five to six minutes of it. It was just literally princesses with big titties. It's like supposed to be the joke. And it's just like, okay, all right. Like okay. I got it the first Whatever. time around. Like, yeah, it's like, okay. All right, dude. Like nothing. Yeah, it's just like, it's, it's as if like, let me put it like this. Like, there are some there are some forms of comedy where you're supposed to cringe and it's supposed to be kind of funny almost in the sense of like oh like you're supposed to look okay let me let me put it like this like i've i've read some literary analysis slash like you know just analysis of people saying like oh why is the office so popular and one of the things mm-hmm. that they talked about is that like you can you as a person almost can like laugh down at the characters like it's like they're yeah. doing such stupid shit that like it almost feels good to laugh down at somebody just doing something objectively way more ridiculous and stupid than you would ever do. There is mm-hmm. not even an angle of like laughing down. Like it's just like literal cringe. It's just like, dude, what the yeah. shit, man? Like stop. Like, oh my god. Like this is like okay, it's like the meme where you have like oh like animes usually are normal and the moment your mom walks in it's like you know like some like just super weird yeah, shit really like that weird. meme. But like that like the whole episode like. Dude, yeah. like I said, like man, if you're trying to get your box off, just go go type in your favorite site and just get it over with. Like, geez, don't waste twenty minutes like pretending that there's some sort of plot and having to dance around some bullshit. Like, yeah, just oof. Yeah. It, yeah. Gotcha. The worst. All right. So these are the ten shows, and I just want you to stay in the slide and I got edit it. Uh, we'll flip a coin. Uh, I'll go ahead and flip a coin right now, and we'll okay. take. Each of us will take a turn dropping a show. Okay. And yeah, so we'll do that first. So let me drop a coin. Do you want to call it heads or tails? I'll call heads. This heads. So you All have right. show. So what is the first show that we're dropping from the gauntlet? <sighs> okay. Um, I'm gonna drop. I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I'm I'm gaming a little bit. Okay, I'm gonna drop Eden Zero. 
Alright, you're dropping Eden yeah. Zero. I'm dropping Eden Zero. I do not want to watch more of that shit. Um, okay, that's fair. Uh, hold on. I'm just editing for the next slide. Yeah. Oh, that's the wrong one. Okay. So I'll game it back to you. <laughs> and like chicken? I okay, am yeah. going to drop uh, Dragon Goes House Hunting. Okay. All right. All right. Okay, Fair I, enough. I'm eliminating that. Okay. Um, All right, your wait. turn. Okay. So we each have two drops. Yeah. So you go next again. This is your last drop. And then after this, if one of us wants to use yeah. our perk drop, you can. All righty. Well, on the theme of gamification, uh, I will drop um, the world ends with you animation. I just okay. yeah, the like too much mind grains. Like I can't, I can't watch that shit anymore. Okay, so you're giving me this really interesting situation. Uh I think, okay, I think all the other shows has a potential to do well with the second episode. So I would okay. drop Commanded School to Dispatch. Okay, there you go. Okay. <laughs> I think that we kind of noted out are really interesting. Okay, so yeah. now that we've eliminated the four. Okay. Do you want, since we're taking turns, yeah. episode, do you want to use your additional drops? I do not want to use it this week. I do not as well. Do okay. you now want to use your perk save? No, I do not. You sure? I do not want to save any of these. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't know. Combatants will be dispatched. Is a nice save here, I think. <laughs> Holy yeah, I'm shit. Not, yeah. Okay, I'm not going to use my save. Yeah. That's... All right. So we got the first four shows that were dropping. Let's see. And oh. did it work? Yep, Let's it did see. work. Okay. Alrighty. So this is going to be our collage. It will evolve as the gauntlet goes on. But all the shows that we eliminate are all grayed out. Grayed out right? So in the middle, okay. we see the dragon. Eden Zero, uh, bomb there is the um, the world ends with you, the animation, and far right yeah. is Commander Dispatch. I, it's ordered in uh, alphabetical order okay. by Japanese titles. Okay. But yeah, All so right. this uh, is the first four drops. And so now we get to watch, instead of 35 episodes, 31 episodes. All right. Yeah. Um, oof. I am, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be very, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that, uh, I'm, I'm glad these shows are gone. Um, I think yeah. that there is... I'm glad that we decided to do two each. Yeah, yeah. That is... That is uh, oof. <laughs> there is... Uh, originally, like what Minatsu mentioned at the very beginning, originally we actually had, if I recall correctly, a lower drop count? Was it a lower drop count? We, we were deciding between uh, dropping one each yeah. or giving all shows a shot for the first three weeks, eliminate none, and then eliminating yeah. six total. A week three yeah but and so i like this version much yeah. but because i'm not gonna lie like there's some stuff that like we're just like there's just no room for it to go up and i think that yeah i mean these shows are just oof, like they would it would be torture to watch more so yeah so we'll keep the same format for next week we'll eliminate another yeah. four again we'll be looking at the rolling averages so the scores for this week do count for next week yes uh to determine who the bottom eight or bottom ten are yes um yeah and so exactly like um i think 
you know and for those of you who are wondering like oh like what if it gets like you know really amazing like later on like that's specifically why we have like a peak moments as kind of like a as a calculator like it essentially kind of helps you boost let's say like oh like first episode is absolutely you know resident sleeper but then the next episode is like oh shit that's crazy like yeah, theoretically I mean, theoretically that part of our of our scale should salvage it from essentially just like cratering itself completely like aka like if if, so, if at some point the like the thing does, does really well it literally gets a, a point of a you know like point, potentially yeah. up to a point i mean also at the end we're the ones eliminating the show so yeah. we think it's good it's like we're not gonna eliminate yeah this. we're not gonna eliminate it but yeah um yeah um i will say um overall i i will admit that this is the first time i've actually put a, this much of a conscious effort into watching everything that came out um, yeah, in a season it. yeah like in, in like a you know like a anime season um previously before it was more just like oh picking up like what i think would be good and yeah. then kind of just potentially rolling with that um that being said though it seemed like the distribution um wasn't too bad i think that there was a lot of shows where like even if it wasn't like particularly amazing there was still potential for it um and i will say that i am a little bit surprised that there are two shows or two like three shows um, that come out of this where I'm just like, damn, this is really solid. I think like, you know, this yeah. is actually like an anime that I would really want to watch. Um, so yeah, for those of you who may not have even watched any of this and are thinking of potentially watching some, um, those Snow White notes, Vivi Florid's Eyes Song and 86 are all ones that I would just like say like, you know, like, oh, like this is genuinely has the potential of being like a good show. Like even if you were to yeah. take it outside of like the 2021 spring gauntlet. And so yeah, those three would be the ones that I would recommend just based off of the first episode. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm excited to see where this goes. Uh, cause, uh, it was an easier round to drop. Yeah. Uh, but obviously every week it's like going to be really, really difficult. Uh, cause we're going to eventually get rid of good shows. Yes. There, there will so. be a, there will be a point in which, you know, like, let's say like, even even by like week like four or something like that like some of these yeah. shows that we deemed were yellow and like not pack. bad yeah like used to be in the middle of the pack now we're gonna have to try to try to uh, eliminate i think that you yeah. know for this week like you know the, <laughs> the the juiciness of it just came from you know my colorful flaming of the shows but in the mm -hmm. future I'm, I'm i'm expecting in the future episodes just you know kind of arguing for or against shows there should also be some interesting dialogue that comes out of that when the shows aren't just literally so objectively bad that both of us go yeah no we're not going to use saves we're not going to use x you know like yeah. we're not going to use any saves like just unanimous agreement just be like it's done done and just yeah yeah so if you go to the next slide we'll just show the okay. format or if people are tuning in later uh so we're done with week one we're watching 31 shows for week two uh dropping four again so for week three we'll have 27 shows and then at that point we'll just be dropping two at a time and adding yasuke as well uh the numbers will be a little bit different because if uh the way of the house husband we do end up uh, keeping yes. that show for a lot of times we'll be dropping one more show since it's only five episodes long. yeah uh and in terms of perks remaining we have all our perks left yeah so. we still have all the perks yeah i think that is it Alrighty. um yeah uh thanks for tuning in um to our first the first proper week of the yeah. show um and yeah um you know follow our twitch channel um hopefully in the future we had we ran into some issues with uh youtube's copyright bots um for yeah. our very first one because we were watching a big bunch of trailers in it but these podcasts now in the future should be uploaded to 
uh, YouTube. Um, and so you can yeah. also watch it there. Um, and yeah, um, if you have a particular, if you do want to take a particular influencing aspect to the show outside of, you know, like a, like a little nice little animation showing up on screen for like a Twitch follower or something like that, you can head to our Patreon. Um, mm-hmm. and there are some like donations and yeah, like some, there, there are some, there's some extra perks that you can get for supporting, uh, the show. Um, Yeah. And that's it. Alrighty, sounds good. We will see you all next week. Hope you all have um, as good of a as good of a time as you can have during this COVID world. Um, fill your life with anime in the meantime. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, um, let us you know we'll be more than uh, we'll be more than happy to listen to your opinions about it. We have also have a Discord community that mm-hmm. you can join and yeah i mean if you guys have feedback so you guys have some reactions that you also want to share with us yeah i mean you know might as well just anime just you know get get your get your fill of anime and we can you know uh, either be in slack doll amazement at some shows or just you know band together and just laugh at some stupidity like yeah business. so yeah all right thanks for watching and we will see you all next week at the same time all righty Peace. Peace.